Welcome to Commercial Property Podcast. My name is Helen Tarrant. I'm an author, I am an educator, and I am a specialist commercial property bias agent. Now, in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you specialist strategies and terminologies and live case studies on how you too can achieve financial freedom through commercial property. Now, if you are looking to buy your first commercial property, want to find out more information to see if commercial property is right for you, or you want to expand your portfolio to two or three commercial properties or even more, then this is the podcast for you. I will be sharing with you live case studies, the journey of my clients and students, and also how we're putting deals together. So relax, listen in, and enjoy the process. This is a fabulous episode. We're going to uncover six tenants in one property deal. Helen loves deals like this one. And in this episode, you're going to learn what a commercial property with upsides means and how this one property has added the income and the security of six tenants in one. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to today's commercial property podcast. I'm so excited. I've got Helen Tarrant here with me to jump on and discuss a uh, very interesting property deal with six tenants in this one property. Helen, welcome. Can't wait to hear more. Fabulous. Always fabulous to be here. So thank you very much. Um, look, um, it's always great to share new case studies. Uh, so this is no different. Uh, it's just this particular property. I love multi-tenanted properties. I mean, they're hard to find, but I love multi-tenanted properties. Why is that? Uh, just generally, look, uh, the properties that are um, multi-tenanted properties are, are properties that often are kept um, in the family for a long time. So they don't just come right. on the market or all, all the time. Um, and, um, and they're also sometimes the properties are not neat. The main thing is people don't understand multi-tenanted because they think they should behave like every other property and it should be <laughs> neat and tidy. All six tenants should have be on three leases. They should be on rolling leases. Um, they, the premise should be, you know, should be, should be pristine. It doesn't happen. That's not the point yeah. of multi-tenant. The multi-tenant is that you pick up someone else's property that's a little bit run down, a little bit messy, and you make it really good. And that property continues to deliver and give, give to you moving forward. Beautiful. So just to recap, a multi-tenanted property is one single property that's actually got multiple tenants in it, as in more than one tenant, two or more tenants. Um, and as you said, sometimes they're a little bit messy and they're not tidy in terms of their leases and how long they go for. And But that's your opportunity. And I suppose that's why you get excited about them because there's such an opportunity to sort of do a fair bit and increase your revenue, your cash flow, um, and then potentially increase the value of that property over time. Is that what you mean by that, Helen? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It means that, um, you know, the property itself is not not new. Um, it, it's uh, The property itself will need some work, and, but it's just got the great potential. And it's multi-income, so that it means that you don't, uh, you always have someone to pay your mortgage. Beautiful. Yep. <laughs> and that's what we like. Yeah, that's what we like. Yeah. So walk us through some of the specifics of this property. Where was it located? What sort of price were we looking at? Um, so this property was just over a million. And I saw this, I was very, because this is the first property that one of our students did in Townsville. So you always you always know your first property in that area. Um, since then, we've done many more properties in Townsville. But for us, it was the first property. Right. And I saw this property at 6 a.m. in the morning when it had just probably listed. Wow. Um, and I 
and I saw it and I, and I had one, um, I had a client who was a doctor and he had been asking for a property. Um, and so I basically called him straight away and said, I want you to have a look at this property. <laughs> we were the first person to put in a inquiry on this property. And I was basically, I was waiting for the clock to hit nine because it's, you know, it's an acceptable time to call someone. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and say to them, hey, we want to have a look at the IM and everything else. So, um, it was a pretty fast negotiation. So it potentially we just got everything knocked out in that one day. Um, went to went we got it for a million and thirty thousand, so just over a million dollars for this wow. property. Yep, and um, and that was and it was about a it was a nine percent yielding property um but it had the potential to be over 10 percent the reason for that is currently with all of the tenants in place uh it had a nine percent yield but it had a vacancy upstairs that could be converted from a residential to commercial right okay and that was a a property that has a multi-tenant with a little bit of an uplift okay so the uplift was that residential that you were going to convert into some sort of office upstairs? Yeah, if you wanted to convert it into an office, you could. You could just get it if you wanted to rent it out as is. So at, okay. at the moment upstairs is a it's a bit of a run-down residential property. Right. Now, if you wanted to rent it out as is, you could just rent it out as basically a, a property that is going to be um, a residential on top. And that was that was fine. That's totally Great. fine. Great. But you will probably be only be getting somewhere around 160, 180 a um, um, a week for it. So it's mm-hmm. not going to be massive. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you had got a, um, if you ended up getting a, a a commercial tenant in there, so that would be a, quite a few things that you need to um, look at. One of the things that you'll need to look at is. Uh, that how are you going to convert convert the residential to a commercial? So that's going to require new OHS laws. Of course, um, that's going to require you to an put in an application. Sorry for our listeners, occupational health and safety. So you have to abide yes, by whatever right. those laws are. Sorry about that. Please continue. No, no, it's all good. And also, we need to uh, also for this type of property put a change of use. So if someone comes in and they want to make it. Um, a massage uh, place or a beauty place or even holistic healing or counseling upstairs or you know an accounting firm anything to go upstairs as a as a office space but they need to put in a change of use to the council yeah and and as a result of that yeah and as a result of that um basically then you have the chance of maybe creating an uplift for that property because if you Converted so residential property upstairs normally has you know a bathroom with bathtubs and a laundry and and a kitchen. Uh, what you would need to do is really uh, uh, rip out the bathroom uh, so there's no bath, not going to be bathtubs and showers in there, basic yes. bathroom, yes. and maybe convert the laundry into a spare room or into an into a room where they can um, have Storage? a meeting room or something oh, like that. Okay, if it's big enough. Yeah. That would be yeah. nice if the laundry was that big or perhaps even some storage or shelving yeah. for yeah. Commu- communal, I don't know, story, yeah, storage of some sort. Yeah, yeah. So it depends on what you can get out of there. Uh, kitchens normally you can leave them as is. Yep. Uh, people mostly like having a kitchen or can turn it down into a kitchenette. Um, so that's um, – that's, and if you did that, and that may cost something like – because this is a two-bedroom place he had upstairs, it might cost him twenty, thirty thousand 30000 to do that conversion. Um, 
but the thing is the upside is that you can then now get commercial rents so yes. one of the two upsides with that is commercial rents you can offset some of your outgoings so rather than a hundred and um sixty dollars a week you could be charging twice as much you could be charging a 300 320 maybe yeah. 350 a week yeah for uh, a property like that plus um you can you can get your tenants to pay some outgoings as well so uh, it's just more in the long term you could get yes you know to think okay i'm gonna lay out you know 30,000 and I'm only going to get 150 a week may not seem to make sense straight away but if you think of it a little longevity of well I'm going to be getting an extra $150 a week for life yeah. then it kind of makes well makes it work yeah. well yeah. Not to mention what the um, additional net rent being a commercial tenant would add to the total yield of the whole property so um you know, that would over time create that lovely capital growth in, in the property as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think that um, overall, uh, if that, that's what you, I would be sort of looking at is that um, overall uh, you can definitely uh, make a sort of make a property like that that has a vacancy or an area that's a little bit not functioning at the moment, a better area to let would definitely be able to help you move forward yeah. into creating more of an up, uplift and also more cash flow as well yeah okay so just yeah. to summarize on that they had a net passive income of thirty-five thousand a year oh so that yes yeah, so this property was um was giving after all expenses um it had a about thirty-five thousand dollars in net net income um, and if you were to convert upstairs, you could grow that income to to, to fifty more than $50,000 a year. Okay. And when we're talking about the net passive income, just to let everyone know, we're actually talking about what's left over in your pocket after you're paying your interest rates back to the bank as well. Yes. So it's so not just net cash flow, it's the net passive income we're talking about. So, um, you know... So at the at that point in time, it stood as just over two thousand nine hundred dollars a month in passive income after interest has been paid as well and all the outgoings and everything, and that yes, could have been yes. a lot more if it was converted um, to commercial upstairs, um, yeah. or even if it wasn't because it was vacant. Um, even if it stayed as residential, there was still additional income to be had from it. So that's pretty impressive. It is pretty good, um, and I, I guess my 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 sort of thinking on something like that is that you really have to be able to be prepared to do the hard yards in the beginning of this property. So if you're going to buy a set and forget property, um, which we previously talked about, it's going to give you income. That's the property that you don't need to do anything. So if you're time poor and you're just not going to get to it, then this is not the type of property for you. But if you are looking at a property like this because you think okay i've got some time i can actually create that uplift um then you want to buy a property like this where you can actually action it in the first 12 months because there's no point having this property sitting there going oh yeah i'll just get a residential tenant in there for the moment and let's just see what happens in in a year's time or two years time and then you'll find that it goes past and you never actually ended up doing anything with it and the cost of building only ever goes up and the, yes. and the compliance only ever gets harder. Yes. So then yes. you find instead of being 30000 it ends up costing you 50000 and then it doesn't feel like it's worth doing it and it never gets done. Yeah. Um, so I can't reiterate. Uh, no. um, Hello. 
to uh, get. Sorry, Helen, we just, really we just get. I just lost Sorry. you for a moment there. You can't yeah. reiterate. You were just saying. I can't, can't reiterate, reiterate reiterate fast enough that if you're going to do an uplift property, you ha or a property that has any kind of upsides or anything that you want to do with a property like that, that you do it in the first twelve months of having that property. Okay, I think that that definitely makes sense based on what you said. So just for our listeners who have, may not have heard what a set and forget property is on a previous podcast, a set and forget property is one that's really simple. There's nothing you need to do to it. It's already in great condition and tenants pay you month in, month out and it's really simple to just take care of and receive your money. This particular property is one which has opportunity. It has potential upside, which is what Helen calls um, the potential upside to convert that residential to commercial. But the longer you wait, the more those costs go up over time and you're less likely to do it. So this is a project for if you've got the time and you're ready to take that, you know, additional um, income or sorry, additional um, uh, What's the right word? Ad additional money to you know to up up, up upscale it and upgrade it uh, within the first twelve months. Helen's advice is do it um, so that yeah, you're capitalising on it sooner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what you should do. Is that yes. if you are going to do it up the property, you need to have that commitment to do it straight away. And that's, yeah, that this is the example of an uplift property where you can give it a lift or an uplift um, and, you know, get that return on your investment sooner rather than later. So, Helen, I'm just curious to know how many tenants, do you remember how many tenants all up um, at this? So this has six tenants downstairs and then there's one vacant upstairs. Right. Okay. So six down one up and I'm assuming that um, over time you would have put as or you would have put a strategy together for this new uh, for this new um, um, property owner uh, a strategy to uh, perhaps fix up leases tidy them up over time to you know make them a little bit stronger for him or yes her. absolutely yeah? so that's sort of um, the first 12 months you sort of go back to your tenant and find out you know what their appetite is and what they're like and you start putting those things into place also up also with upstairs you get the quotes of getting everything done beforehand right yep. um, and then making sure that's done as well yeah of course yeah quotes are important fantastic anything else yeah. to wrap up with for this uplift um, potential upside property well the main thing is um the the difference with uh, uplift and set and forget type of properties um is that when you the uplift properties require you to be very active from day go so uh you get during due diligence the due diligence period you get all the quotes done for the for the actual property and you make a decision what you're going to action and pretty much as soon as the property goes under unconditional so it's waiting for settlement yep. i myself would even start work on that property because it's going unconditional you know that you've got the bank finance approved you know you've got you know you've got 30 days before you have to settle it's a great time where you're not paying the mortgage to start working on that property yeah and i imagine you'd have to have that written into the um agreement somewhere so that you could start on it yeah, you get yeah. that written into it yeah. so that your your vendor agrees to that. And and the thing is, the vendor gains anyway. If you can't settle at the end of it, he gets yeah. all the capital gains. On that That's property. true. <laughs> That's true. It's yeah. it's it's a no brainer for for a, for a vendor yeah. to do that. Yeah. 
makes yep. total sense. Thank you so much for sharing this particular property deal with us. It's always exciting to hear of the different types. I know there's so many different types of deals you come across week in, week out. Um, that yeah, it's it's great to have those insights shared with us on this podcast, Helen. Thank you so much for jumping on again today. No, absolutely. It's uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Helen. Till next time. See you. Bye. You've been listening to Commercial Property Cashflow Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss any of my valuable tips and strategies. Now, if you're wanting more detailed education and training, I have a free webinar you can attend. Just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you there. And if you're ready to invest in commercial property with guided assistance and you want to talk to us, book into your free consultation. Find out more about it on helentarrant.com. I can't wait to share with you more of my tips and strategies in upcoming episodes. So really make sure you subscribe. This is Helen Tarrant signing off. See you on the Ned podcast.